0: I've been struggling so much with being productive this past two weeks. I know it has a lot to do with stuff I have going on behind the scenes in life, but it has really been a struggle to be productive and get my mind right. I try hard to plan my week so that way it's not so stressful and I don't feel so confused, but I feel like when I get into an emotional blockage or rut, it just really hinders me from getting things done that I need to get done. I've been having a hard time just sitting down and doing some work, Oddly enough, I've gotten a lot of other things done and taken care of, but I feel like that's also because it's things that have to be done, like appointments, cleaning, dinner, that kind of basic stuff. But when it comes to business and things like that, it's been a real struggle. It's hard to have functioning anxiety and depression sometimes because people look at it like, well, you're out, you're doing things, you're fine. And it's like, no, that's not how it works depression and anxiety show up in people differently for everyone so for me that means i can function on a daily basis but i'm still suffering in silence but it still slows down my productivity but that's what this episode is all about today so let me be quiet and let's get into this episode hey y'all welcome to the awkward mom stage podcast a podcast where lola that's me a millennial mom talks to friends about life motherhood and everything in between every wednesday i bring you topics that we all struggle with whether we're a parent or not every stage of motherhood is awkward whether you have one kid or six you're a dog mom or you feel like your partner's mom things can get messy i'm for sure an awkward mom navigating all the growing pains that come along with millennial mom life feel stuck in an identity crisis feel like your life lacks direction goals feel distant well you're not alone tune in every Wednesday as I go through the crazy coaster called life with you. This podcast celebrates motherhood in all forms for exactly what it is, awkward. I'm your host, Lola Nicole. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom stage starts now. Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hey, hello, I'm Lola and welcome to the Awkward Mom stage. If you're back for another episode, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. On today's episode, we're talking all the things that block us from getting our work done. Basically, why you're unable to just sit down and do your work. Have you ever had things that were like important to do, but you just couldn't make yourself do them? Sometimes it's procrastination, but that's not the only explanation that applies when you're resisting work. There can be a variety of things that are preventing you from taking the action you know you should be taking, but you're just not. Let's get to the bottom of it. One reason is your goals aren't inspiring you. If you can't get yourself to write your blog or start your online business or begin a big project at home, maybe your goals just aren't the right goals for you. When you have inspiring goals, motivation is much easier to generate. So definitely take the time to sit and think, does this excite me? Do I still love it? Do I want to do this forever? Do I feel like I will be able to do this forever? Just ask yourself those questions. Really sit back and think, you know, if this was something that I wasn't doing to make money, And it was, you know, just a hobby or something that I enjoyed, would I continue to do it? Because that in itself will kind of tell you right there, maybe what you're working towards just isn't for you. Then you also have, you're not clear on what you want to accomplish. It's hard to get busy when you only have a vague idea of what you need to do. You have to be crystal clear on your intentions. We all know we have things to do, but are you certain of exactly what needs to get done? Like I've said in many episodes before, make that list. Brain dump. Do whatever you have to do to write down everything that needs to get done so you can categorize it of importance. Most important to least important. That way it feels less overwhelming and you can get clear on what it is that you actually need to accomplish. Our brains don't like confusion or ambiguity. We reject uncertainty, so clarify your task. Until you're certain of what you need to do, it's never gonna get done. Do you love reading? I do too, but we all know you don't always have time to sit down and read a good book as a mom. Well, I solved that problem with Audible. I've been using Audible for the past four years, and it's been amazing. Audible is perfect because they offer books that are narrated by professional voice actors so you can listen to them while driving, cooking dinner, or doing anything else that's going on in your life. It's like having a personal assistant who reads to you whenever you want. Think Diddy and his umbrella-holding manservant, but with books. And with their new update, they also have podcasts, sleep meditations, and much more now. So there really is something for everyone. You can click the link in the show notes today to sign up. And the best part about Audible is it doesn't cost you anything to start. You get your first 30 days, first book free, no strings attached. Plus, all of their books are DRM free, so they aren't locking them away from other devices, which means once your membership expires or you cancel, any audiobook will still be yours forever, even without an active subscription. Just download them again anytime from anywhere from the app or the website. They have over 180,000 titles available, and I'm sure that number is going to keep growing. I listed some books in the show notes as suggestions to get you started. I've already read four books this year, thanks to the Audible app. So go get started on that reading list, but let's wait until after the show. Then there's fear of failure. Fear of failure is one of the greatest and most common obstacles to getting work done. If you look ahead and see failure in your future, it's very challenging to sit down and get busy. You have to consider instead what will happen if you succeed. Focus on that outcome. Basically, positive self talk. Again, something I talk about all the time on this podcast. You have to be positive and you have to believe in yourself. You are going to be your biggest cheerleader because a lot of times other people just don't understand your vision they don't see it they don't care whatever it is you have to be your number one cheerleader so when you're trying to accomplish something or get something done and you have a fear of failure you really have to sit and talk to yourself positively like what will happen if if I succeed what will happen what will this look at like what will my life look like will I be happy like is this what I want that will kind of Fill your mind with other things to think about and be positive about rather than, you know, focusing on the negative aspects and focusing on the fear. If fear isn't your issue, maybe your ability to focus is weak. We have too many distractions in our lives these days. Phones, social media, kids, husbands, pets, work, annoying bosses, annoying co-workers, whatever it is. Our lives are overly complicated. Our ability to focus has just diminished, especially during COVID, I feel. Everyone's been focusing on the next Netflix show to binge because what else are we doing in this pandemic, y'all? Practice focusing for short periods of time and your ability to focus will improve quite quickly. You, If you're practicing focusing or even if you're just picking something to focus on, it will help you improve your ability to focus. Because you're focused. (laughs) You may also have too many distractions. Get rid of as many distractions in your life as possible. What's a distraction? That will be anything you find yourself doing instead of what you should be doing. Again, Netflix binging, social media, napping. Literally anything other than what you're supposed to be doing. Other than getting that work done. Your life might be too complicated. Maybe you have too much going on in your life and you simply lack the physical and emotional energy to do your work. Minimize your life and keep the essentials. For me I do have a lot of stuff that's going on in my life right now that is hindering me from getting some of the work that I need to get done and I am going to have to sit down and really go through and figure out what I need to remove from my life to make my life less complicated and to help it be less stressful. Hey y'all, it's Lola here, host and producer of the Aqua Mom Stage podcast. And let me tell you, hosting and producing this podcast is not easy. I had no idea what I was doing and I still kinda don't. Don't tell anyone, but I don't. Bus has definitely been there to help me along the way from hosting to helpful videos on what to do, how to edit, where to go, how to get music, you name it, they let you know how to do it. And their Facebook community is even more helpful. So let me tell you now, if you're a podcaster or you're trying to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They've got everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, You can definitely click the link in the show notes and it will take you to Buzzsprout and they will walk you through everything you need on getting your podcast up, running and ready to go. Now back to the show. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, that's me, too. I feel like, first of all, everyone doesn't have to have eight hours of sleep. That's a like a range, I would say. But for the most part, there are some people that can function perfectly fine on four hours of sleep. You know what I mean? Like they go to bed early, they get their little four hours and they get up at like 5 a.m. or when the roosters crow or whatever. And they're perfectly fine. They get their coffee or whatever their thing is for the morning and they go on about their day. And then there are some people that need that full eight hours of sleep or their day is just not going to go the way they want it to. Maybe you function well with six hours of sleep. It just It's really going to depend on how you feel when you wake up. If you're still tired, you're either getting too much sleep or not enough. Yes, you can get too much sleep. Your body doesn't need an immense amount of sleep. It needs enough sleep. You won't feel like doing challenging things if you're tired. You should experiment with your sleep routine like until you find a routine that works for you go to bed earlier if you need to maybe knock off an hour I go to bed really late I'm a night owl I am a morning person only because my kids made me a morning person before my kids I was not trying to wake up before sunrise you know what I mean but with kids moms it just changes so for me I was able to start waking up earlier because it was just something that I was used to at that point, especially you go from having, you know, infants and then they're old enough to go to, you know, daycare or school or whatever. So your sleep routine kind of changes a little bit, but you're still getting up early. Kids do not respect sleep. So for me now, my kids are a little older to where you know the crack of dawn isn't when they're waking up anymore but they're still waking up early enough while well, my six-year-old is still waking up early enough for me to be like okay I need to get up earlier than her so I can have some time to myself so I get up at about 7 a.m now maybe seven thirty. just depends on the day and what I have to do and then I will have my coffee relax hit my pen, whatever I need to do, get my mind right, and then I'll go wake up the kids if they haven't already woken themselves up and start my day. You're really gonna want to just play with your sleep routine. For me, I started trying to at least get in the bed by 11 p.m., midnight at latest, so that way I'm not up until 2 30 and 3 o'clock in the morning. I already have an issue with sleep. Like, Insomnia is something I've dealt with, especially when I'm really stressed. That's usually when my insomnia will pop up the most is when I'm like terribly stressed or I have something like going on or I'm ill or whatever it is, like those are the times my insomnia pops up the most. And it's so frustrating because you're exhausted but you just cannot sleep. And then sometimes I feel like when I force myself to sleep when I have insomnia, that's when I have like sleep paralysis or something so it's a struggle but I've been working on my sleep routine trying to kind of play with you know times of going to bed times of waking up trying to see what kind of works best for my body at this point because I can't live the life I lived when I was in my 20s and I in my early 20s and I was out and going out with my friends and we were going out late and getting home and getting in bed at 3 40 in the morning and then turning right back around and waking up at 8 a.m to go to a job like it was a lot but we did it because we were young and vibrant and again we didn't need that much sleep because not everyone is the same now oh baby at 10 pm these eyes are getting heavy okay so you will not catch me out pulling no all-nighters or getting two hours of sleep and wanting to just get up and be productive it's not gonna happen for me now. <laughs> Brains don't function optimally unless they get enough sleep. So shut your eyes, girl. Maybe you have an unsupportive work environment. Maybe the job you have, you hate it. It's not what you wanted to do. It's not what you wanted. It's not the career you chose. You are just thinking about, you know, that hobby or that side job or whatever that you're trying to start or get started or you're not quite sure where to begin so you have a regular nine to five or whatever time you work until you figure it out because obviously you know everyone doesn't have a privilege of just being like I hate this job and then they quit it and you know they're at home or whatever. So what I've learned when working in work environments that were just stressful or toxic Is a lot of times I will look and be like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a goal date of how long I'm gonna work here. If it doesn't change, I will leave. Or while I'm still there and it's not changing, I will look for another job. And then once I get another job, I'm out the door. You've gotta do whatever is gonna make you happy and make your life better and help you move forward. And you being at a job that you, want to cry every day before and after work. It's it's probably not the best. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be productive at all. You're not going to be thinking about goals and dreams when you're crying in your office bathroom, you know what I mean? For me, I had a job like that. I and it was funny because it was a work from home job, but it was a work from home job that I was literally at my desk all the time like I was chained to my desk, it felt like. It didn't matter that I worked from home my life was that job so i was constantly working in my home so i felt like i never got a break because you know you're i'm also a mom so a mother's job is never done so the time that i would normally have to figure things out or have some peace and quiet i was sitting at my office my home office desk crying because I just could not deal with that job like it was so stressful y'all like I was just like I can't do this I am gonna jump out of my window like I no no so eventually I had to find another job and leave because it just it was draining y'all and that's the thing like life is too short to work with people be with people hang around people all of that that just drain your energy. Nobody wants their energy drained. Don't be an energy sucker. Make sure that you're trying to focus on the the end goal and try and find positive things within the job you're doing now until you're able to find another one. Or if you're able to quit, throw your boss the deuces and be like, I'm out. I'm not doing this no more. Like, you're the worst. And just leave, you know. If you have that ability, do that. Now is the time, actually, to look for other jobs because ain't nobody at work. because They got them stimmies, you know what I mean? <laughs> so everyone's hiring. So now's the time, you know, slide into that new position. And it might even be a work from home position because a lot of people are still doing work from home. So, you know, just a little advice, just a little advice. Everybody's still at home because they thousandaires now. You know, they got their STEMIs and they like, hey, not going to be at work today, tomorrow or next week. So jobs are hiring y'all look for them apply for a job now even if the job ain't hiring send in your resume you never know you never know I had a friend that got a job she was not looking she had her resume up somewhere she was starting to hate her current job but wasn't really looking to find another job because of hours and scheduling with her kids and everything else the current job she had was what she needed but out of the blue she got a job offer from where her i'm sure it was probably on like some sort of work site or whatever but they found her they asked her to come and interview she interviewed she got the job and now she does she's not at a job she hates she's at a job she loves she gets to work from home And it has normal hours. They don't have her chained to her work office desk like my job. Like, those people are like, we do not care about your life, girl. Like, you will be here. Okay. Maybe your work environment isn't inspiring. You know, your home environment. If you're working from home, especially, you're going to want to be in a space that makes you feel happy and positive when you're in there. For me, I had to redo my office and clean and rearrange. I'm constantly doing different things to make my workspace more comfortable for me and more inviting because there's nothing worse than being in a space that just makes you like, oh, I don't want to be here. The ideal work environment is a well-lit, a comfortable temperature. It's private. It's quiet. It has a pleasant view. It's not easy to work if you're in a hot room with poor lighting or you're sharing cramped quarters with the washer and dryer. There's like piles of dirty clothes work in a positive space. So for me, that was my office. My office was in a disarray. Okay, I had clothes. I had a bunch of stuff I didn't need. I had clothes like it was a lot. Okay, a lot. So I had to really come in here and just take the day and be like, girl, this is getting cleaned up because you are not being productive. You cannot get your work done sitting on the couch, binging Netflix with your laptop in your lap, pretending like you're working, but you're really not. You're watching Cruel Summer or whatever's on TV, which, by the way, totally off topic, but I've been watching Cruel Summer and I am still on the fence, okay? Me and my girls have been group texting about it and we are like, is this going to pick up or not? Because, um, what? Like, I keep watching it because I'm just really trying to figure out what is going on. But it's getting frustrating. So I'm gonna need them to, you know, speed up, get to some get to some good stuff. Anyway, back to what I was saying. You wanna have a work environment that you love. Go on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. Look up office decor, home office decor, whatever you need to, you know, get you some feng shui going on in your work environment. Do that to make your work environment more comfortable and more pleasurable for you to work in because at the end of the day it's your work like it's your space you have to get it done so why not do it in a space that you enjoy maybe you don't love what you do you know just like if you're in an office and you don't love your boss or the job is just the worst it could just be either that you don't love what you do Or, you know, the work environment is toxic. But in this case, if you don't love what you do, getting a lot of work done is definitely going to be difficult if you don't like it. (laughs) Like, that's like my son doing dishes. He hates it. So he's not going to do a great job. He's going to do a lackluster job. And I'm going to be like, really? Why are these bowls stacked crookedly and shoved into the cabinet? Well, because he didn't love what he was doing. So, you know, you might love the idea of making a ton of money, but you hate being in sales. It will always be extremely challenging to get yourself to make sales calls, text, whatever it is you need to do to make your sales, whatever your sales job is. It's going to be hard for you to do that work if you hate it. For me, I am not a salesperson. I don't like to sell. so. Me working at a telemarketing place or somewhere where I'm working on commission or what that's just not, it's not a good look for me. I am not one for like pressure sales. I have sweatshirts and t-shirts and stuff in my Etsy shop, but I'm not chasing you down in the mall or calling you to sample anything or try anything or sign up for something. You know what I mean? It's a lot different when it, sales is a whole different beast. I've seen some people that are amazing in sales, and it usually it takes a person that's kind of a people person or they're just really, no, they have to be a people person. If you're going to sell me something, you better you better have a good attitude. I'm not going to buy anything from you if you have a terrible attitude. So, yeah, you have to really love it. And there are some people that just love sales. They're great at it they're good at what they do they make great money in it and that's wonderful but then there are also the people in the back of the office in the cubicles crying (laughs) or whatever flicking their boss off who knows I don't know but they hate it or they're staring at the phone like I just really please I don't want to make this call I don't want to do it you probably you probably don't love it you don't love what you do and for that you should probably find something else that you do love Sit down, take some take some job quizzes, take some personality tests, do whatever you have to do and figure out what it is that you love and then figure out, can I make money from it? Look, at, look it up. If you want to be a makeup artist, look up makeup artists. Look up lash artists. Look up whatever it is that you want to do or that you love. Look it up. Research it. Figure out if it's something that you're going to want to do on a daily basis because you also have to remember it's not going to happen overnight. OK, you're not going to be a millionaire in a week. Doesn't matter if you love what you do. It's just not going to happen. OK, unless you get the lottery or something crazy like that or you bought a stock and that thing shot up, whatever. Other than that, you're not going to make You're not going to be a billionaire in a week. You're not going to be a millionaire in a week. And you're certain you're not even really going to be a thousandaire in a week, honestly, like because you're going to have to buy your supplies. You're going to do all that or whatever it is that you're getting into. So you really have to love what it is that you do first. Because you have to know that I'm going to be doing this for free for a little bit until I get my bearings, until, you know, I learn what I'm doing and I get in a groove. But if you don't love what you do, you're not going to get in that groove because you don't love it. So it's going to be really hard for you to get anything done because the entire time you're just going to be like, I hate this. I fucking hate this. That's what you're going to be thinking the whole time. Again, that's what I was thinking at my desk at my old job. Just saying, just saying. It happens. Many people think a lack of success is from a lack of information. In reality, most of us know what we need to do to make our lives much better, but we just can't get ourselves to do it or we don't know how to do it. You have to create the best possible environment to do what you love. You have to give up your fear of failure and you have to learn how to focus. A simple life with a clear focus is a great recipe for getting your work done and making real progress. And focus is definitely something that I have to work on. I am at procrastination station, honey, okay, everywhere, all the time, all right? My little procrastinating self is just like, yeah, I'll get it done, I'll get it done, I'll get it done. And for me, I will push that crap all the way back till I have like twenty four hours and I'm like dang it I gotta get this done and then I'll rush and get it done. But it's clear that I don't wanna do it or that I don't love it if that's what I'm doing. If the procrastination is just that real, you don't really want it. You don't really love it, you don't don't do it. Well that's it for my little tips on why you're unable to just sit down and do your work. I hope these nine little suggestions were helpful for you well not even suggestions these nine little tidbits of information helpful tips for you I hope these were helpful in getting you where you need to go or at least thinking about it you know obviously you're not gonna listen to this podcast and be like oh my I know it I know what I'm gonna do got it I'm focused I'm ready to go it's not how it works but you know it's a start well y'all that's it for this episode I hope this was helpful in finding ways for you to be more productive and figure out what exactly is blocking you from getting your work done. Also, I created a Facebook group for the podcast. I'll leave a link for it in the show notes. It's free to join and it's for all of us to get together and build a community of encouragement and laughter. You can request topics you want me to talk about or guests I should have on the show. It's also a place to find an accountability partner if you need one or if you don't have one. Or if you can't find one, I think it's going to be a great group of positive, empowered souls. If you haven't already, please, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or the website to let me know you're listening and you're loving the show. You can also leave me a voicemail through the website now by clicking the little blue circle with the white microphone on the bottom right hand corner of the screen. It also works for both desktop and mobile, so you can do it either way. So if you can't type, you can always talk to me instead. I'd love to hear from you. You can also share suggestions or any topics you want me to talk about on the show uh, through the voicemail as well. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through the buy me a coffee link. Donations are always appreciated to help with the behind the scenes of the show. Or if you can't donate, simply show the love by screenshotting today's episode. Tag me at the awkward mom stage and share on Instagram so I can reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. As always, thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye! Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page where you can follow and find information on next week's show and any updates for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday for an all new episode. I hope you're having an awesome week. Happy hump day. And always remember your beautiful Lola.